Welcome back to the Commissioner Kellen Podcast. This is episode 1.27, and we are pushing it for our playoff pushes. We have an action-packed pod coming for you today as we enter the final week of the regular season. Uh, In most fantasy leagues, guillotine league, obviously, that's completely different. Salt and pepper will not be needed for this episode since the penultimate week of the regular season is upon us and that is spicy enough auctioning keeper leaguers you're going to want to give this one a good listen because the commish will break it all down for you there's a lot on the line this week regarding who will be in and who will be out and what wins and losses have implications on the playoff seedings nerves should be at an all-time high this week for a lot of you keeper league especially there is a little bit of chaos at play be sure to give it a good listen our official agenda today for the guillotine i'll start with a recap of the standings with of course the tiers as we head into our last week of an execution period i'll give the commission's picks for the safest and the next victim and we will survey and enhance to see what the rest of the league has to say Auction and Keeper Leagues, we'll recap last week very quickly, only in the sense that we'll talk about any high scores. Uh, from last week, I won't break down each matchup. And then kind of similar to last week, uh, I'm not going to dive into picking winners and advantages for each matchup, but I will talk about each matchup and the implications on the line. Who has clinched the playoff spot? Who is still in contention for bye weeks? Who is still in contention for the last playoff spots? Who needs a win uh, to squeak into playoffs? All of that will be covered. It's going to be a good lesson. Here we go. Let's get a guillotine league. Let's start with our standings, our tiers. You know the drill by now. When I say you know the drill, this is usually how we start when we do these kind of things. In last place... The favorite currently to die is Danko. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Danko, Team Dank the Tank, he scored 128.66 points last week. Not great. Again, he's in last place. He is one of two teams in this last tier that I have. And this tier is named... Welcome to the Danko Danger Zone. Danko is in this tier for obvious reasons. He's in last place. He can smell the danger. But the second team in this tier also should be concerned because Danko just finds a way. He has all season to survive. Jimmy, Team Jimbo, makes up the second team in this tier. He scored 137.12 last week. His quote-unquote cushion heading into this execution week is only 8.46 
points. That is not much of a cushion at all. These two teams might as well be head-to-head. Like I said, Danko just finds a way every time to survive. So far, anyway. Next tier. This tier is called Proceed with Caution. It's made up of one team. That's Matt Huge Hawks. He scored 147.62 last week. His cushion is better. Not great. 18.96. He's far from a shoo-in to survive and move on to the next execution period. 18 points is nice. You would gladly take an 18-point cushion, almost 19 points. But, man, that's not much. Matt has no room to really mess around. He should be confident, but just a little worried. Finally, no Kellen Love today. Here we go. On to the next one. All right, now final tier is me, Team Head. My cushion is 45.54 points. My score last week was 174.2, and the name of this one-man tier is this is the green means go zone, and Team Head will go on to the final three. I can say with confidence that I will not be the biggest loser. Again, that biggest loser is this next person to get executed because you're just outside the money, all your time and effort, and you have nothing to show for it. This one sucks. That's it for the tiers, though. Only four teams to go over, so this one's pretty quick. Time for the commission's picks for the safest and next victim. Uh, for my safest, I mean, it, it's me. I feel extremely safe with a 45-point cushion, and my team is hot, and I have good matchups. I just don't think that I'm going to you know, lose to all three of these teams by the margins that I have over each of them. So I feel very safe. Sure, pride comes before the fall. We're confident, not cocky. There you go. My pick for next to die. It's got to be between Danko and Jimmy. And I'm going with Jimmy. He and Danko are almost neck and neck. And Danko's matchups this week are green. Every single matchup Danko has is a plus matchup on paper. Meanwhile, Jimmy has Mahomes with a brutal matchup at Denver. At Denver, Saquon against Philly is tough. D-Hop against New England is tough. And notice how all these players I listed are superstars. Are they matchup proof? Maybe. But do these matchups slow them down just enough to give up this 8.46 cushion that Jimmy currently has over Danko? The commissioner thinks so. I think Jimmy's going down. Never a doubt, eh, Danko? Let's see what the rest of the league has to say. We will, uh, we will now survey and enhance. Question number one. In this final week of a two-week execution period, who is the safest from the guillotine heading into this week? I'm the runaway leader here. I received nine of 12 votes. Thank you to everyone for voting. I received nine of the 12 votes for being the safest. Matt is in second place with two votes, and Danko receives one vote. Jimmy receives zero votes for being safest. 
Question number two. Who is your guest to be the guillotine's next victim? Danko, again, the runaway leader. Nine of 12 votes here, 75% of the, of the vote. Then we've got Matt in second place with two votes. Jimmy with one vote. I received zero votes for being the next victim. I appreciate your boys' confidence in the defending champ to make it into the final three once again. Question number three, let's remove Danko from the equation, and who is your guest to be the guillotine's next victim? Jimmy is the winner, well, the, the loser, I guess, here. Nine of 12 votes there. Three votes for Matt. Once again, I receive zero. The boys have confidence in team head. Everybody voted. Thanks again for that. That's all I got for the guillotine, boys. Much, uh, Many apologies to the next guy to die. You're going to miss out on some fun final three action. Being the biggest loser hurts. After this week, once we uh, execute someone after week 14, um, we're down to three survivors, obviously. Sorry, my chart confused me a little bit, but we'll be down to three survivors. And then we're on a one-week execution period to get down to the final two. Then the final two has a two-week execution period, and that two-week execution period will tell us who our survivor is. Should be fun. A lot to watch this weekend with really kind of a three-man race. It could be Danko, Jimmy, or Matt. Could be me. I don't think it will be, though. But we'll see who the next victim is. Good luck, everyone. Boys, wake up. It's almost playoff time. I got a good one for you today. This will be a good segment. We got a lot on the line as we head into the final week of the regular season. First, though, we're going to start looking back at last week. No matchup breakdowns or anything, but let's talk about high scores, uh, low scores, and uh, any additions to our list of uh, top 10 scores of all time. Week 13, let's put a bow on it. So the highest score on the week was Mark. Mark's catching fire here a little bit at the end. 175.8 points last week from Mark. Huge week. Uh, lowest score on the week was to Cam. 115.6. It's hard to blame him. <laughs> he struggled all season. He lost Cooper Cup. He's limping around right now to finish out this season. It's been a season to forget for Cam. As I mentioned already... Mark had the highest score, 175.8. That is not good enough to get into our top 10 scores of all time list. He's about two points shy. Singer currently holds the 10th spot at 177.01. That's his score from week eight. Maybe Mark will crack the list uh, next week. We'll see. Last week as a league, we scored 1,383.88 points. That is below average. Um... Not the worst week we've had. Um, it's our, looks like our third lowest week of the season. Looks like uh, one, two, three, four, five. Week six and week seven, we're lower. Ah, and week nine. And then this week, fourth lowest. That's it for last week's coverage. Let's move on to this week, week 14, the final week of the regular season. 
Let's talk about playoff berths and matchups. I'm not going to break down the matchups, but I'll kind of recap what's on the line. Here are the teams that have already clinched playoff spots. It's myself. Singer, we already had spots, uh, playoff seeds uh, locked up last week. But welcome to the playoffs, Mark. He clinched his spot last week with his big win, his 175 points. Welcome, Mark. As of now, those are the only three teams that have locked in playoff spots. Three teams in means three spots are still up for grabs. As we sit now, today, Thursday afternoon at 12.22 p.m., the following people hold the playoff spots. Obviously, uh, myself and Singer, we have the bye weeks currently. Then we would have Mark, who, as I said, already locked up his playoff spot. Mark would play Brett, and then Matt would play Jose. Those would be our six playoff teams. Teams in the hunt. Eric and Kyle each sit zero games back behind Brett, but are currently losing the tiebreaker. And those are the only other two teams that are still in playoff contention. That's Eric and Kyle. Tommy currently sits two games out with one week to play. Cam is currently three games out with one week to play. Both of those guys are mathematically eliminated. See you guys next year. Let's go to the matchups. First, I just want to say, first a reminder, the first tiebreaker, obviously, you know, records are what matters for playoff positioning and, and standings and all that. The first tiebreaker is head-to-head record. Some people have played each team once. Some people have played some teams twice. The second tiebreaker is total points for. That is my rule. I don't know what Yahoo has as the second tiebreaker. I will manually fix this to fit our rules if Yahoo does some dumb shit. There is not an option for me to go and select what the second tiebreaker is. So just so everybody is aware, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head record. The second tiebreaker is total points for. I've been in leagues before where points against is the tiebreaker, and that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. We will not be doing that. So on to these matchups. First matchup, Kellen versus Eric. There's nothing on the line for me. My bye week is already locked up. Could Eric catch me sleeping in what is a must-win game for him to make playoffs? It's not a win-and-in scenario for Eric, but he needs a win to have a chance. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to set my best lineup because other I'm not going to tank, obviously. Other people have things on the line. So I'm going to put forward my best effort for the betterment of the league. Eric, you better bring the heat because I'm not laying over and dying for you. Matchup number two, Singer versus Tommy. Not much going on here. Tommy's season is over, uh, but Singer would love a win this week to hold on to that bye week. Regardless of win or loss, Singer is in the playoffs, but man, that first round bye sure is sweet. Next matchup, Cam versus Brett. This is pretty similar to the Singer versus Tommy matchup. One of these team seasons is over, that's Cam, and one team has benefits to reap from a win, that's Brett. I would say Brett probably needs a win to make playoffs and is most likely, uh, did I, I, I may have missaid that. I would say Brett probably needs a win to make playoffs and is most likely out with a loss. The two teams he's tied with record-wise, uh, Eric and Kyle, 
Would love for him to trip up against that, this last place team in camp. Next matchup, Mark versus Matt. This is the brother bowl. Mark is looking for a win to potentially propel him past Singer into a bye week. And this is against kind of a spiraling Matt team. Um, Matt's been a little bit cold lately. It's an outside chance, but Matt could lose his playoff spot with a loss here. He does not have his playoff spot locked up. Some things would need to happen, but there's a decent possibility if he loses, he loses his playoff spot. A lot of other things would need to happen, but the possibility certainly exists. Final matchup, Kyle versus Jose. Jose's another team. He's kind of red hot here lately. Jose, he's on a three-game winning streak, and uh, he, that was then he had a two-game losing streak, but he's been uh, one, two, three, four, five. He's five and two in his last seven weeks. It's red hot. But Jose is another team that could lose his playoff spot with a loss. It is, I would say, probably uh, unlikely. But Kyle has to have this one to have a chance at playoffs. And then we're in a tiebreaker scenario. Very exciting stuff, boys. Lots of stuff on the line this week for who gets to go to the dance and who's going to stay home. So best of luck to everyone who has something on the line. We'll see how the ball bounces. We'll uh, talk it all over next week. Boys, are you ready for this final week of the regular season? This segment is going to be crazy. Let's recap last week first, but the playoff situation for the one remaining playoff spot in this league is insane. I broke it all down. Bear with me. We're going to run through all of it. It's, it's good stuff. Week 13, let's go back first. Highest score on the week was myself, 174 points. That is my seventh highest score on the week so far this year. Still not good enough, though, to get into our top list of all time. Uh, lowest score on the week was 103.67 to Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes on to 2023. Doesn't matter. As a league, we scored 1,397.55 uh, as a league which is almost 100 points below our season average. That is our third lowest week of the year as a league. So low scoring week probably might be the same with, I believe, six teams on by this week. But that's it for last week's recap. Let's now look at playoff scenarios. Uh, I'll get to the rest later. Okay. Teams that have already clinched a playoff spot, myself, Matt and Joe, we already had these secured before last week, but welcome now to the playoff club, Singer and Eric. You two have punched your tickets into the playoffs. For those of you counting at home, that's five playoff teams accounted for. Only one playoff spot remains. As of now, the following people hold buys. It's myself. Um, I have the only one... I'm the only team locked in with a bye week. Matt currently holds the second bye, but he could lose it with a loss this week and a Joe win. And 
exciting, excitingly, excitingly enough, is that a phrase? They play each other. That's awesome. If playoffs started today, our matchups would be Singer versus Eric and Joe versus Brendan. Teams in the hunt. Brendan is our final playoff team for now, but Rick, Sko, and Eli each sit just one game behind him. I'll break it all down more in depth in a minute here, but Brendan is in a win-and-in situation. If he loses, any winners of this coming week of Rick, Sko, and Eli have at least a mathematical chance to overtake him, and it comes down to tiebreakers. Before I get into all that, though, finally, Chris Barnes is our only team mathematically eliminated. Better luck next year, Chris. I am pumped, though, that there are still nine possible champions in the league in this final week of the regular season. Chris took some risks in the draft. He built towards his future. The future is bright, but I don't think it's much of a surprise that he finished last. He, he He's heavy on rookies. But the fact that we have just one mathematically eliminated team at this point of the season really harps on how competitive this league is. I'm a proud commissioner today. With all these things taken into consideration, let's dive into the matchups. I'm not going to go player by player or pick winners or any of that. I'm just going to talk about what's at stake for each of these matchups. We'll start with mine, Kellen versus Eli. I have nothing to play for. I already have a playoff spot locked up. I have a bye week locked up. I basically have two bye weeks back to back because I don't care about this week or next week. I'll see y'all in the semis. Eli, though, needs this win to have a chance to make it to the playoffs. Eli, it's a must win, brother. And I'm not going to lay over and die for you. Other people have things on the line. Uh, I'm going to put my best lineup forward because that wouldn't be fair to the rest of the people if I tanked or if I didn't set a full lineup. We call that integrity. Maybe some of you should learn it. Next matchup, Arico versus Joe, and this one is exciting. This one comes down to, it's as easy as this. Both teams will be in the playoffs, but the winner of this matchup gets a first-round bye. They will see us in the semis. Next matchup, Singer versus Chris Barnes, the Chris Bowl. There's not a whole lot on the line here. Singer is in for the playoffs. He has no chance at a bye. So he has some seedings to worry about, but there's really nothing major at stake. Chris Barnes, like I said, he's out. He's on to 2023. Sko versus Eric is our next matchup. Sko, the defending champ, is fighting for his playoff life and must win to have a chance at a tiebreaker to get in. I'll get to exactly what he needs later on. Eric is pretty much locked in as a playoff team that will not have a first round by. He's got some seeding things to worry about, but similar to Singer, nothing really too much to worry about for this week. Final matchup, Rick versus Brendan. This one is massive. Brendan currently holds the last playoff spot. Rick is currently the first team out and one game behind Brendan. This game will not only determine Rick and Brendan's playoff chances, but will also play a major role in if Eli or Sko get in. Let me explain. <clears throat> first, I guess. First, I mentioned this in the auction league as well. Um, I just want to make this painfully clear. 
the first tiebreaker, what determines the standings is overall record. We probably are going to have some ties. So the first tiebreaker in this league is head-to-head record against that other team or teams. The second tiebreaker, because some teams have played each other twice this year, some have played each other once. So some some teams have split the two-game series. So the second tiebreaker is total points four. I've been in leagues before where the tiebreaker was points against, and that was moronic, in my opinion. I will I will never have that as the second tiebreaker. That'll be way down the road. Crazy shit would have to happen for that to come into play. So the second tiebreaker, first tiebreaker is head-to-head record against that opponent. Second tiebreaker is total points four. I don't know what Yahoo has as the second tiebreaker. They don't give me an option as commissioner to select what the second tiebreaker is after the head-to-head record. So I will manually fix this next week to fit our rules if Yahoo does some dumb shit. That is recorded as of today on a Thursday afternoon, December 8th. Just so everybody knows. Okay, this is the really exciting part. With Brendan, Rick, Eli, and Sko all fighting for the last playoff spot, here's what each team needs to happen for them to get that final playoff seed. For Brendan, it's easy. He needs to do one thing. He needs to win in his matchup against Rick this week. He is out with a loss because he would lose to Rick, which would give Rick the season sweep over Brendan, and Brendan has way fewer points. What Rick needs, bear with me here, Rick needs some things to happen. First things first, Rick needs to beat Brendan. Rick also needs an Eli loss. Eli beat Rick back in week nine, and that is their only matchup this year. So Eli holds the tiebreaker over Rick. Then Rick also needs Sko to not both win his matchup and outscore Rick by 150. Rick and Sko split their two season, uh, their, their two games that they matched up this week. Rick has 150 points more on the season, so Sko would have to win and outscore Rick by 150 points. I would say that most likely does not happen. Eli, what does he need? He needs to beat Kellen. Good luck. But he also needs Rick to beat Brendan. Because he holds the tiebreaker over Rick, and Brendan is a win-and-in situation anyway. So if Brendan wins, again, all of this is moot. But if Brendan goes down and Eli wins, Eli wins the tiebreaker over Rick. Finally, what does Sko need? First, he needs to beat Eric. Then he needs Rick to beat Brendan in an offensive disaster of a matchup. Because, like I said earlier, Sko has to outscore Rick by 150 points. Probably not going to happen. I'm covering Sko because he has a mathematical chance at going to the playoffs, but it's the dumb and dumber line of, so you're telling me there's a chance. It's realistically, Sko is eliminated, but Sko holds the tiebreaker over Eli because he beat Eli in their only matchup of the year in week nine, but it probably won't matter because Sko would also need to outscore Rick, like I said, by about 150 points this week because Sko and Rick split their two-game series this year. So it would come down to total points. It's a little wild. It took some time to put together. If anybody, I I don't 
script a lot of things for the pod. I scripted this part because I, it took time. I had to document all the factors at play so I could re- read them off. If anybody wants to copy of this so you know exactly what to root for and what to root against over the weekend, let me know. Fucking wild. This is why we play the game. So again, mathematically, all four teams have a chance of Brendan, Rick, Eli, and Sko. Realistically, though, it's Brendan, Rick, or Eli. Good luck, everyone, though. Should be a fun weekend of watching not just your own matchup, but also other people's matchups for those last four teams. It's going to be exciting. I'll be watching from a distance. Not much for me to root for for these next two weeks, though, since I'm already locked into a bye, and next week is the bye. So, again, wake me up for the semis. That is where I lost last year, though. Damn you, Chris Barnes. Not this year, though. Two girlies, one cup coming for that ship. That's it, boys. Good luck. That is it for today, boys. This is going to be a really fun week to follow along with. It's kind of sad. It's kind of like, where did the time go? But this is our final week of the regular season. One final disclaimer for the Keeper and Auction Leagues. As has been the case all year, as has been the case for multiple years, there have been no changes, but the first tiebreakers head-to-head matchup. Yahoo does not ask what the second tiebreaker will be. I will override it if I need to, but for our leagues, auction and keeper, the second tiebreaker is total points four. Okay, I've said it three times now. I don't want any arguments if it comes down to that. I will adjust the playoff teams if I need to, to follow our rules. But good luck to everyone that has something on the line this week. I'm kicking my feet up in auction and keeper this week since I have buys locked up in both. So really, I have back-to-back buys since I won't even have matchups next week. This is relaxing. But for the rest of you, this is a very exciting time of year. This is a very exciting week. Heads and playoff lives are on the line. Playoffs are almost here. So be sure you push it. May the best men win those final playoff spots. The commish is out.